First of all, Happy New Year to those on YouTube, those listening to the podcast on audio. Go with me to James chapter 4 and hold your place. And uh, I just want to first say I have a few goals for the channel this year. Uh, one of which is I want to get monetized uh, to help fund the gospel and help support what we do. And the way that you can help if you want to is just simply watch my uh, the content. That's it. Uh, there's a playlist that you can go to. I have a spiritual emphasis week that you could just put it on and listen to it in the background or whatever you want to do. Um, and what that'll do is give me watch time and help uh, push us toward monetization. All of my content is free. Um, I don't charge for any of it. Uh, that includes the audio podcast, but that's how you can help if you want to. And a couple of other ways is uh, I'll put links in the description of the video for resources that will help you in your walk with God. Uh, so if you guys will help us in that way, I will appreciate it. And it also serves you to help you uh, spiritually. And so without uh, without talking too much more on that, um, I hope that your your New Year's celebrations, your Christmas celebrations were fun. I had a blast. Um, <clears throat> my wife and I uh, just spent time with the family and um, got to see some cool fireworks on New Year's Eve. And it was just a good time. And so this year we're looking forward to <coughs> everything God has for us and um, got some uh, several things stirring in my spirit. Um, so if you want to go to James chapter four and I'm going to start reading in verse one. But this all comes from the line of thought, positioning yourself to receive from God, because if you don't know how to position yourself to receive from God, Frustration is inevitable. A lot of, you know, a lot of people want to receive from God. They, they have different ideas of what it could mean or look like to receive from God. Well, God can just do anything anytime He wants, and they don't. They don't look into the Bible to actually see specifically how to receive uh, from God or even what God can do. They don't have a reference point. That's not everybody I'm talking to here, but I've I've <coughs> I've met people like that. And I, I, I don't make fun of them. I do my best to help them and teach them. But that's just a fact. Not everybody knows how to put themselves in a position to receive from God. And so that's <coughs> that's kind of the line of thought I'm going with in this video. And this will help you. So watch until the end. That's like I said before, that's one of the ways that you can help to uh, to push this channel to monetization is just watch the content in its entirety. And I appreciate it now. Chapter 4, verse 1, the book of James. Where do wars and fights come from among you? Do they not come from your desires for pleasure that war in your members? You lust and do you do not have. You murder and covet <coughs> and cannot obtain. You fight and war, yet you do not have because you do not ask. You ask and do not receive because you ask amiss that you may spend it on your pleasures. Adulterers and adulteresses. Do you not know that friendship with the world is enmity with God? Whoever, therefore, wants to be a friend of the world makes himself an enemy of God. Or do you think this, the scripture says in vain, the spirit who dwells in us yearns jealousy, but he gives more grace. Therefore, he says, God resists the proud, but gives grace to the humble. Now, one of the first things I want to touch on <coughs> in these scriptures is where it says uh, at the last half of verse uh, 3, it says, 
because you ask amiss that you might spend it on your pleasures. And then verse four. Adulterers and adulteresses, do you not know that friendship with the world is enmity with God? So making yourself a friend of the world, people get people get their love walk confused because they they it's good to walk in love, but th- there's there's a balance because human love is not the same as as the God kind of love. The God kind of love means you put him first, his standards first. Nothing else matters. Um, And when you think about the love of God, it's supposed to the Bible talks about in Revelation chapter three that we're supposed to be hot or cold because lukewarm is unacceptable to him. So the only way to to please God is to be completely on fire, completely nothing, nothing in your life that displeases him. And whenever we whenever we put ourselves in a position to receive from God, we have to maintain that it's up to us. It's not up to him. He uh, like I said, he gives more grace to the humble. But what does he do to the proud? He resists the proud. So you have to ask yourself the question. If you're if you're asking God to do something or if you're believing God for something based on his word. And you haven't received it. I'm talking about in the natural. You can receive something by faith. I'm talking about you. You've asked. Let's use healing, for example. You've asked for healing and weeks have gone by, months have gone by, whatever the case is. And maybe you feel you feel uh, uh, depressed. You feel like he's not listening to you. People can feel that way. So what is the problem? Well, (coughs) you have to you have to do a deeper a deeper work. Allow the word to work in you. Because God resists the proud. Ask yourself this question. Do you <clears throat> do you have any unforgiveness against anybody in your heart? Only you can answer that question. And I know sometimes people say, I'm not sure. Well, ask God to show you. Because he knows you better than you know you. He knows you better than anyone else knows you. He's known you since before you were formed in your mother's womb is what the Bible says. But the reason why this is important is because if you don't allow the word to do an inner work in you, things can uh, things can creep up in your heart without you realizing it sometimes and block you from being able to receive what the Bible says you can have. Now, I'm talking about pride. I'm talking about things on the inside that are not necessarily noticeable on the outside. Pride is something that creeps up (coughs) and the Bible says. God resists the proud. So you can be born again, walking in pride, and God resists you. Now, that's not God being mean. That's just, that's the way it is. And um, yes, God has mercy. And let me explain something before I read more scriptures. <coughs> mercy and grace are not the same thing. People people talk about giving people grace. Well, grace is not, um, you know, to to to... Forgive people of sin. That's mercy. Grace is a supernatural empowerment from God to to walk in his ways. We can't do that without his help. That's what grace is. Now, let's continue reading. Verse six, but he gives more grace. Therefore, he says, God resists the proud, but gives grace to the who to the humble. Humility is not talking down about yourself. 
People think it's humble to say I'm a sinner saved by grace. You need to re- you need to read your Bible and you need to renew your mind, because if that's how you think about yourself, no wonder you're struggling. And I say that with love. I know people that that think that way about themselves <coughs> and their life reflects that. I'm just a sinner saved by grace. No, I was a sinner for all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. But now I'm saved by grace through faith. And now I walk out my salvation with fear and with trembling by the word of God and by the grace of God. And so walking out your salvation uh, is something each and every one of us individually have to do. We have to renew our mind to what the Bible says, walk in more of the truth. Like the Bible talks about in First John, or maybe it's it's one of the Johns, first, second, or third, and it says, "I have no greater desire than that nothing makes me happier." I'm I'm paraphrasing, but it says nothing makes me happier than to see that my children walk in the truth, and the only way to do that, <coughs> excuse me, is to humble yourself to the Word of God. So humbling yourself is not uh, thinking of yourself in a in a bad light in line with the old old life, the old sinful nature you had. That's not humility. Humility is um, boldly coming into the throne of grace, realizing the one that you worship, and acting accordingly to the new nature that he's given you. That's true humility. It's not humility to say, I'm nothing. I'm nothing. God is everything. That's not what he says about you. Without him, you are nothing, but... Why even go there? Because you have him on the inside of you. He will never leave you or forsake you. So how you think about yourself makes a big impact on positioning yourself to receive from God. If you see in the Bible that he (coughs) that he wants to bless you, but you think about yourself, I'm unworthy of blessing. How are you going to receive it? Think uh, use your mind, use your brain. Think about it. He's left you a heavenly inheritance through the blood of Christ, through his word. And if you think, well, uh, I believe that God wants to bless me, but I'm just unworthy of it. Then how are you going to receive it? It, it, it? The Bible says his blood has made you worthy. His blood has made you righteous. The old you is dead. You're a new creation in Christ Jesus. You have to embrace that and live that way. I could harp on that for hours. Because I've seen really good people that are Christians struggle with that. And you don't have to. Just receive and believe and walk in who Christ made you to be. Hallelujah. Verse 7. Therefore submit to God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. I'm going to read that again. Therefore submit to God. Step 1. How do you position yourself to receive from God what his word says? Submit to God, step one. Resist the devil. And then what? And then he will flee from you. So a lot of people skip step one. I should say a lot of Christians skip step one. And they just move directly into resist the devil and he will flee from you. Well, I've I've come across a lot of Christians and and. I'm not saying that as if I'm better than them or no more because I've also made the same mistake. <clears throat> but they're not living fully submitted to God in every area of life. Did you know you can give your life to Jesus 
and then the very next day be unsubmitted to him in an area of life. Whether it be your finances, your love walk, on and on, down the line. Take inventory of your life and ask yourself the question, am I fully submitted to God? Am I obeying what he called me to do? Because if the answer is no in even one area, then that is your answer to why you're not in position to receive what he has for you. The only way to get in that position is to repent and ask him to help you fix it. Ask him to help you to get it right. <coughs> and then keep it right by his grace. But it says, resist the devil and he will flee from you. Draw near to God and he will draw near to you. Sounds like we're the initiator there. James 4, 8, draw near to God and then he will draw near to you. You know, it takes humility to, dr to be the initiator. <coughs> Not always waiting on God to come and get your attention with something. God, if you're real, do this, do that, do the other. I know people have done that and God has had mercy on them and helped them and they've had encounters with him. Nothing wrong with that. But God, God's favorite way for you to get his attention is by your faith. Not by doubt and unbelief, by your faith. Over and over in the scriptures, Jesus uh, rebuked doubt and unbelief. He hates it. God loves to be believed. He hates to be doubted. But when we draw near to God, this guarantee applies to all of us. Then he will draw near to you. How do you draw near to God? <coughs> Excuse me as I quit smoking. Just kidding. There's there's ways that we draw near to God that obviously includes your private personal prayer life. That's part of it. Reading the Bible is part of it. But there's more to drawing near to God than just those things. How do you. It, it, it involves every area of your life. I mean. Think about. <clears throat> think about your spouse. Think about your family. Think about your 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 wherever you work. Think, think about every area of your life. You draw near to God when you <coughs> submit to yourself to his word and be a doer of it. That's the essence of drawing near to God. And so it, uh, everything, everything is a full picture. Sometimes, sometimes there's a portion of the picture that you need to adjust and make things different. But the whole thing works together. Not one part of Scripture works independently of every other part of Scripture. You have to isolate these things and get stronger in them individually because it can be very difficult to juggle a whole bunch of things at the same time. But if you'll isolate, get stronger in an area, once, once the Holy Ghost helps you to get stronger in that area, use healing, for example, move on to a different area, get stronger in that area, move on to another area, get stronger. And by His grace... <clears throat> when you get stronger in, in these areas, you're able to finally position yourself on a regular basis to walk in his perfect will and to receive what he has for you. Hopefully that makes sense. Verse, uh, last half of verse 8. Cleanse your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts, you double-minded. Lament and uh, mourn and weep. Let your laughter be turned to mourning and your, your joy to gloom. Humble yourselves in the sight of the Lord, and he will lift you up. You up. So all of those verses have to, have to deal with pride. God hates pride. It's what got Satan kicked out of heaven. 
<coughs> God resists the proud. I know people like to say God will never God will never turn his back on you. God loves everything and everybody no matter what they do or done and all the hyper grace stuff that people say. It's true that God loves people endlessly, but they don't understand his kind of love. They don't understand that God resists the proud. He doesn't just ignore them. Sometimes people think that God is ignoring their prayers. But he's actually resisting them because of pride. That's a that's a major. <coughs> that's a big deal If God himself. If God is resisting you, there's no hope for you without repentance. Uh, but the good news is God is so good because he sent Jesus to shed his blood. Thank God for salvation. But think about right now in this life, even before Jesus returns and we go to heaven and all that good stuff. Think about this life right now. The best thing you can do if you are being resisted by God is to humble yourself and repent. And in that moment, you set yourself up for the best life you've ever had because only good things come from God. Only good things come from God and only bad things come from the devil. <coughs> now, um, humble yourself bef uh, in the sight of God and he will lift you up. <coughs> Hallelujah. Humble yourself in his sight and he will raise you up. So we have to humble ourselves. We have to look at the word and we have to we have to say to ourselves, OK. I'm not living to the acceptable standard that Christ has set in this area. I'm going to humble myself and ask for his help. Instead of saying, well, you know, nobody's perfect and. You know, I'm just a sinner saved by grace, and what can I do? And and God can just do anything anytime he wants. That's a religious, prideful spirit. And maybe you know people who, who think that way and talk that way. Maybe you do. Maybe you're the one who thinks that way, talks that way. The sooner that you humble yourself and repent and ask God to help you, that's the moment everything changes. Because... <coughs> Your old life is dead and gone. The new you is ready to live. The, the new you is ready to, uh, I don't know how to say this. It, 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 you're ready to walk in your new life with Christ. But pride will keep you from being able to do it. It's not that God's ignoring you. It's not that God doesn't care. It's not that he's mean. It's not that he's sending these, these trials to you. None of that is true. It's all hogwash. <clears throat> it's all religious nonsense. The fact is, we have to humble ourselves and realize either we haven't been taught correctly or we are so confused about what the Scripture says that we don't know which way's up or down. The only way to get past that, I mean, that's a, that's, that's a, a loaded thing all in itself because some people don't go to church. Some people need to go to a different church. That's a whole different topic. But the, the teaching that you sit under will determine your success or hardship in your walk with God. Let me just say it like that. <clears throat> you know, if you if you go to a church where nobody ever has victory ever, and it's just all about hold on, your season's coming, that's not in the Bible. Go read Psalm 1. 
I I I uh I've been to churches like that and they're not helpful. I'm sure that they have good intentions, but it's just not helpful. You have to see yourself as who you are in Christ and any challenge that comes up, you look into the word and you say, "No, I'm a child of God. I uh I'm blessed with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly realms through Christ Jesus." Uh, nobody can curse what God has blessed. You have to have the word in your spirit for yourself. Why? Because the good fight of faith is only a good fight if you win. It's not, it's, <clears throat> it's, life can't just be spiritual warfare all the time. There has to be a moment where your perseverance has paid off in a victory. And it's all by His grace. But some Christians never have a victory. They're just always doing spiritual warfare, always holding on. I'm just holding on, brother. I'm just holding on. So all these songs are coming to my mind as I mock that that mentality. I've been around a lot of people like that. And um, yes, there are challenges. There's no denying that. There are challenges. If you're a Christian watching this video, your faith will be challenged. My faith is challenged. But the difference is <clears throat> when you're walking in what God has for you, when you put yourself in a position to receive what he wants you to have or something that you've requested of him in line with his word, you're not going to live in a in the in the constant place of I'm just holding on, brother. You're going to live in the place of confidence that he who promised is able to perform. You're going to hold that place of confidence that simply because the Bible says it, let's say it's healing. You've asked God to heal you. The Bible says, 1 Peter 2.24, by his stripes you were healed. That's past tense. So the way to receive healing now, there's more than one way, by the way. You can have hands laid on you. You could just get revelation from the word. More than one way, but let, let's use revelation of the word. When you get revelation that you have been healed through the blood of Christ, and all you have to do is receive it by faith, if you want to lay hands on yourself, whatever you want to do, but the way that you speak will either, if it lines up with the word, it will loose the power of God into your body to take care of whatever sickness that is. But if you speak doubt and unbelief, you cancel the seed of the word to be able to work in your body. <clears throat> let me let me put, draw draw a dramatic picture for you. Let's say you feel like absolute crap. You have a fever. You have all kinds of stuff going on. Body aches. You know the word says, "By his stripes you were healed." <clears throat> what most Christians do is they wonder, "What did the? Why is the devil attacking me?" All sickness comes from the devil, comes from the same source. You know. But most Christians will, will ask themselves the question, why is the devil attacking me? Never ask that question again. Why is the devil attacking you? Because you're a child of God and the devil hates God. You're made in his image, so he hates you. So never ask that question again. Why is the devil attacking me? What you should ask is how did this happen? And then, because the source is always the same with sickness. So the, the, the only thing that you should be concerned with 
is doubling up on the word of God and having a confidence in your spirit, man, that if sickness is on your body, you know who you are in Christ, so this sickness is not allowed, and <clears throat> you stand on the word no matter how you feel. I can't tell you how many times I've practiced this, and the word of God always works every single time. It works the instant that I speak my healing from my mouth, no matter how I feel. Might take a, a few hours, a couple of days for my for my symptoms to line up with the word of God, if you want to say it that way. But it really doesn't matter. It really doesn't matter. So the point that I'm making with this is. The, the one of the ways that you position yourself to receive what you need from God is to renew your mind to what the Bible says. Stop speaking doubt and unbelief because how you speak either either attracts or magnetizes the power of God into your life or it repels it. God resists the proud. A form of pride <clears throat> a form of pride is a refusal to speak in line with God's word about yourself and about the, the, the situations and people around you. God takes what you say about everything very seriously. Read James chapter 3. I'm not going to turn there now. You can read it for yourself. Read about James chapter 3 and how serious God takes the words that you speak. And then ask yourself a question. As you read that chapter, ask yourself the question. Have I been speaking my own miracle away? Have I been resisting what God wants to do in my life? Because God's always good. He's always faithful. The failure, if there is a failure to receive, it's on our end. And the good thing about Jesus is he will always help us. All we have to do is humble ourselves. Lord, I know your word works that I've been speaking it. But why isn't this thing changing? I can't tell you how many times I've done that in my own life. Lord, I know your word works. Why, why isn't this changing? What did I miss? Am I, am I walking in love? Am I, <clears throat> I missed something. Show me what it is. And sometimes the Lord will say you didn't miss anything. Persevere. Keep being faithful. Well, then all is good. But, but there's sometimes he'll, he'll show me something. You, you. You know, you have anger against this person. You need to forgive them or whatever. You're walking in pride in this area. Get it taken care of and, and it'll and it'll take care of itself. But the word of God always works. Type that in the comments if you're still watching. The word of God always works. So these are a few ways how you can position yourself and keep yourself in that place to always receive from God. <clears throat> I know people. I know. um Religious charismatics like to say delay doesn't mean denial. But that's not anywhere in the Bible that I can find. Delay doesn't mean denial. It sounds great. Kind of rhymes a little bit. I said a little bit, not all the way. But delay doesn't mean denial is not in the Bible. What they're, what they're trying to say is just because you didn't see the miracle happen instantly doesn't mean that God said no. There's some truth to that, but there's so many instances of instant healing in the Gospels that I don't know why people care about, well, it may not happen instantly, brother. 
Let me tell you how quickly the word of God works. The same way your salvation works. The moment that you believe it in here, not here only, here. Yes, the renewal of your mind matters. How you talk matters. But the Bible says from the abundance of your spirit, the mouth will speak. So you could say scripture from your from memory bank. But the only way the word comes to pass is when it's revelation in your spirit. I know people that can quote scriptures better than me, a whole lot more than I can. I know people that have memorized a lot of scripture, and that's a good thing. But it's not revelation to them. So so it doesn't help them. They just look good around other religious theologians. And I'm not interested in that. I'm interested in the power of God. I'm interested in this this book of life becoming life to my spirit, man. I'm interested in this book coming alive on the inside of me so that I can make a make an impact and be blessed myself. That's what I'm interested in. The word of God is alive and active, sharper than any two-edged sword. It's able to penetrate between soul and spirit. Praise God. So this is... This is some of the ways that you position yourself to receive from God. This isn't all of them, but this is a, a good starting point, a good, a good foundation. And I think the main reason I, was, I felt led to talk about this is because <coughs> most people, especially most Christians, want to receive from God every time they spend time with her. And that's a good thing because... You should be expecting to receive something good from the Lord when you spend time with him. It's uh, I believe it's an insult to God to not expect his goodness in your life um, as a result of walking with him, of spending time with him, of serving him. God's a good God. I keep saying that over and over. And the devil's a bad devil. But these things will help you to position yourself to receive from God no matter what you come to him about. And um, there's different keys, obviously. There's different, there's more ways that I, that to, to position yourself, keep yourself in position, however you want to put it. There's more than just what I listed in this video, and they're all throughout scripture. But this is a good foundation, and this will help you out. It's a good starting point. If this helped you, let me know. Because uh, it helped me, and I'm going to let myself know, hey, this helped me. Thank you. Sorry, I love making myself laugh. Anyways, I love you guys. God bless you. And uh, I look forward to seeing more people come to the channel and get blessed by the word of God. Probably go live more this year. Um, I haven't done that in a while. So probably do some live streaming this year. If this blessed you and you believe it will bless other people, do me a favor. Share it with them. Get the word of God to more people. I love you. God bless you. And I'll see you next time.